What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Photo Podcast. I just want to give a big thank you to all of my listeners and supporters of the podcast. Um, You guys make this super exciting uh, to be recording more episodes, and I just want to say thank you for all the support. And if you are a new listener and you're enjoying this podcast and you like what you're hearing, uh, please go down, scroll down to the bottom, leave a review, um, rate the podcast, give me that five-star rating. It helps other people discover the podcast. And remember, you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere you go to listen to the podcast, you can find us there. And of course, I want to hear from you guys. I want to I want to know who's listening. If you guys have questions about the podcast, if you guys have uh, topics that you guys want to want to hear on the podcast itself, you can reach out to me at Del Toro Photo on Twitter, or you can reach out to me on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. I also want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, iPhoto Rentals, for sponsoring this episode. iPhoto Rentals is a rental house serving the Inland Empire. They have photo equipment, audio equipment, lighting equipment, video equipment. They got everything that you need. Uh, So go down, check them out, check out some of their lenses, check out some of their cameras. Uh, If you need something for the weekend, if you need something for a day, if you need something for a week or a month, they will totally help you out. And if you mention this podcast, they will give you 10% off of your next rental. I am super excited to be back with another episode. Um, These last two weeks have been really crazy. We were gearing up for a big wedding weekend. Last weekend was a huge wedding weekend. We had a couple of big firsts. On Friday, we shot a wedding where we did both photo and video, which is pretty normal for us, but it was the first time that I shot video without an assistant. Um, So it was really exciting to kind of run around and, and figure out how to get all the perspectives that I needed to get on my own. And uh, it definitely kept me on my toes. And we had just a really fun time at that wedding. And on Saturday was the first time that Marie and I split up. So we shot two weddings. She went to one wedding. We went to the other one. It was a lot of work. But all our couples were so great. And all the weddings were just so amazing. And all the help that we got from our second shooters, they were all just terrific. So we had an amazing big weekend, but we're excited to be back home and relaxing a little bit and of course presenting another podcast to you. So my guests today are wedding photographers from Noblesville, Indiana, Jennifer and Steven Van Nelk. If you haven't heard of them, go check them out on Instagram. I'll have all the links to all of their stuff below. But Steven and Jen, they are wedding photographers, they're wedding videographers, they also run an outsourced service for um, photo editing, and they are just a powerhouse. And Steven also has a podcast that he runs with his buddy Dustin. Uh, You can find their podcast, uh, Wedding Photo Hangover. It's an awesome podcast. It's super funny. Him and Dustin, they're they're hilarious together. They get together um, on the weekend after their big wedding wedding weekend and sit down and decompress and just kind of talk about weddings and certain subjects and joke around and it's a really great podcast to listen to so i'm really excited to have them on the podcast today Um, i won't hold you up any longer so without any further ado i present jennifer and steven van elk
three, two, one. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife's awkwardly watching from the side. <laughs> it's bringing me back to my cheerleading coaching days. <laughs> I'm so glad this is not a video recording. <laughs> yeah, so tell me about yourselves, guys. You guys are wedding photographers, videographers, editors. Mm -hmm. You guys are all over the place. Mm -hmm. Checks of all trades. Master of none. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do exactly? Uh, Jen and I do a lot of weddings together, photography-wise, and then we also run like an editing company together, but Jen does most of the editing for that. She She's just so much faster than me and just so much better than me. <laughs> so you just Not let her take on all the things, work? just that. You just tell what, her, you that? can go ahead and take all of that work and do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm one of those weird people that really enjoy it as yeah. well. So I am one of those rare photographers. Steve, I, I don't know. Do you enjoy the editing side? No. Yeah, that's, that's why I do all of it. <laughs> that's the real reason. Oh, we're in the same boat. I don't think I can sit down and pay attention for more than like 10 minutes before I'm like messing around with something else. <laughs> she looked at you. <laughs> that, yeah, Steven, to a T. I was listening to one of your episodes and you're talking about how your wife has to do all the editing because like you sit down to do it and like six minutes later you're up doing something else. Yep. And your wife's like back on you like, hey, why aren't you working right now? Yeah. Yeah. Because she'll be doing something and I'll tell her like, oh, I'll, I'll do selects. You know, I, I don't do any of the editing anymore. She's been doing it for mm -hmm. so long now that I, you know, uh, the last time I did sit down and try to edit something, she was kind of starting to see what I was doing she's like why aren't you doing this why are you doing that and I'm like I don't know what to do anymore <laughs> so she's had she has her own workflow so she pretty much just takes care of the whole thing now yeah nice yeah, see if you just scary. pretend like you can't do something long enough then your wife will eventually just pick up the slack yeah yeah you know don't worry this is horrible secrets right there <laughs> your wife is sitting right beside you no, she, I don't know where she's at. She ran away. Okay. <laughs> well, Steven, you can't pull that on me because I'm just going to know what you're up to. Now that I've given away my, uh, <laughs> your secrets. my secrets, it still works. She knows, she knows uh, that I can't sit down long enough to do it. So, <laughs> so he's, he's much better at the calling. So we just, we let him do the calling. I just can't do that. That's the one thing that I can't sit down to yeah. do long enough. But the editing, I think I can fly through it. That's cool. I just sit down. I throw my headphones in. I put on some wedding photo podcasts, and I just fly through all the calling. Hey. <laughs> nice, man. Well, I appreciate you being a listener. That's kind of cool. I listen to you guys uh, like first thing Monday morning every week. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's a good way to start my Monday. <laughs> so how did you guys get into, uh, into wedding photography? How did that all come about? Jen dragged me into it. <laughs> yeah. Kicking and screaming. Kicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I started, I, I became interested in photography when I was in high school. And I made the decision that I was going to study wedding photography or study photography in general. Um, in college, I decided to do a focus on art, um, the 
instead of the photojournalistic side. And so I got into more of the the artistic, uh, like the landscapes, a little bit of portraiture, but more of like the creative aspects of it rather than the photojournalistic. Uh, I worked for a studio in college and I got burnt out really quickly and decided I didn't want to do it anymore. So I switched my major. <laughs> and uh, from there, I uh, met Steven. Uh, my first semester of my senior year, his second. Love at first sight? Not at all. <laughs> it was incredibly awkward. It was love for me at first sight. <laughs> I had to work on her for a while. He was um. he's just not like the best at first impressions, which <laughs> is something that I've learned to love about him. Um he has I, I I'm like a sucker for redeeming characters and I think that he's <laughs> he redeemed himself. So um it was just a really awkward first. When, when Jen found me down in the gutter, she was like, That's a guy I could redeem. <laughs> He didn't need rescuing. It was just that our first and my first impression of him was that he one hated girls to not in a, in a, like, I am not attracted to girls, but more of like, I think girls aren't as good as I am. I don't know. Well, I mean, don't try to put me on the Kinsey scale. Okay. <laughs> I can do that for myself. <laughs> that was my first impression. It was not true. 100% not true, but he he looked at me and instead of saying, hi, my name is Steve, he looked at his friend and goes, who's this? And I was like, oh, OK. You no, know, I, I whispered that very, 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 loudly. very quietly. <laughs> she um, heard it, man. And I don't remember saying that out loud so that she could hear it. But as Jen knows, now that we've been married for 10 years this August, wow. coming up this Congratulations, August. Uh, I can't whisper, so. <laughs> <laughs> he also has a very creative memory, so. Um, wow, thanks, babe. <laughs> so it potentially could be that he's remembering it differently than the, what it The happened. phrase creative memory is a hell I was hoping to never hear again <laughs> after I moved out of my parents' house. Uh, oh, my God. Um, yeah, we're we're getting real deep into your your childhood. Well, if um, it makes if it makes you feel better, Steve, you made a good impression on me the first time. So, oh, that's yes. so good. Because it was over the internet. Because it was over. The, there was no face to face. It would have been all. tragedy. I didn't see yeah. any of the eye rolls or anything. <laughs> well, anyways, he he totally like stole my heart after that by being really awkward. Oh, thanks, babe. Thanks. <laughs> he he just seemed like he he. I think it was just like this confidence, and I I was attracted to that. This confidence and standoffishness, and possibly not liking. <laughs> What's wrong women. with me? Yeah. <laughs> She's real attracted to all those things put together. So so There's before I start like a big fight story. or anything, how do <laughs> oh, this is not going to start a fight. <laughs> This is, this is how Jen jokes around with me, <laughs> and I joke around with her. This is how, just normal every day for us, how even did, when we're not like talking to other so people. You, you changed majors, and yes. then you met you met Stephen. We met, mm -hmm. and she changed majors. She changed colleges twice. Is at the final college <laughs> where she met me. <laughs> I just I was young and had 
problems making decisions. I I think that I I felt this pressure of you have to make a decision of what you want to do for the rest of your life as many college students feel. And I wasn't ready to make that decision. Um, But I ended up switching majors um, and he, we met, we started dating. uh, And when we got engaged, he bought me a digital camera, uh, which this whole time I had been shooting on film. um, And (laughs) It seemed like a real jerk by saying this, but I was a little bit disappointed because I couldn't believe he would spend that money on something I felt like I would never use. I spent more money on the camera that I bought for you than I spent on the engagement (laughs) ring that I bought for you. That's how important I thought photography was to you at the time. That's true love right there. Heck yeah. But he forced me into doing these photo dates, which brought back this love that I had for it a few years back. I was like, I bought you that camera. We are going to get our money's worth out of it, Jennifer. (laughs) We're going to go on a photo date every other day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's about right, actually. Um, So I I started to become much more passionate about it. And I felt differently about, I think he just brought out this confidence in me and he believed in something. He believed in something in me that I didn't think I had. And he really pushed me into pursuing this as a career. And after the colleges beat it out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this was after we, this had been after we graduated college and were married. Um, And then we were just talking about photography while I was at my, my parents had a, a, a garage sale and I threw in a bunch of wedding stuff that was left over just to try to... She sold all of our memories. <laughs> <laughs> our wedding album was in there. You know, all this, is, the... this is him getting back at you right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell us how you really so... feel, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> this, randomly, this mom came up to us and had said, oh, are you guys photographers? Just overhearing what we were saying. And we, I was very hesitant to respond to it because I hadn't actually shot anything professionally. Mm-hmm. So I... That's I, not true. You worked at some sort of studio in well, college. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's true. But n- not on my own. So um, I was like, yeah, kind of. She's like, both my daughters are getting married. You should send your portfolio. Here's their email address. And I ended up shooting both of their weddings. And um, Together? No. The- Shot the first one together. It was our first wedding. We did both photo and video at it. Wow. And it was also our first destination wedding. Yes. We did a destination <laughs> wedding, photo and video. Because he graduated now you with hear destination wedding and you're probably thinking, wow, that sounds like really cool. Where did you guys go? We went to a Mormon temple uh, in Missouri. Uh, Which was really During pretty. the middle of a snowstorm. <laughs> That still sounds really cool, actually. (laughs) If you if you know anything about a Mormon temple, though, you're not allowed inside. Yeah. So while they were getting married, we didn't do any photos, and it's just like we did some photos and video of them like getting ready and then going in, Mm -hmm. and then some more when they came out. Yep. And that was it. You got to wait outside the door with the rest of the family that also is not allowed in the temple. Yeah. 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 So the easiest job in the world. Yeah. That was a crazy wedding, though, too, because we were living, that was back, we lived in Muncie, which is where we went to college at Ball State, Ball State University. 
right? Is that <laughs> yes. good? Is that good? Like that one, of the, one of the best too. colleges in the, the United States of America. Um, yeah, we're drinking out of ball jars right now. The Ball Brothers made those with their bare hands. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're living in Muncie, and what was it, like a week before the wedding, our house was broken into and all of our camera gear was stolen. Wait, a week before so, the, the wedding that you were shooting? Yeah, it was seven days before the wedding. Yeah. What? We, we got robbed. What the heck? What'd you guys do? Um, cried a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh I, we have a lot of photographer friends. Okay. Um, and they saved us. They saved our butts. Um, so My brother-in-law also does video production. He works for... Notre Dame University. You probably haven't heard of that one. It's not as prestigious as Ball State University or <laughs> doesn't, anything. Doesn't sound familiar. Um, yeah. Ball State. Yeah. So, yeah. That, that's that's yeah. a college, Ball State. <laughs> um, so he, he had a bunch of camera equipment and gear because that's what he also went to college for and was doing with his life. So I borrowed video stuff from him. And nice. You got all the camera stuff from like your dad's friend and then one of our other friends, right? It was crazy. Yeah, well, it was um, one of my friends from college, and then my grandfather ended up loaning us some quick cash so that we could buy extra equipment that we needed while we waited for additional funds to come in through insurance and those sorts of things. So, yeah. Well, and we didn't have like a technically a business yet, so we didn't have business insurance or yeah. like anything that would have like just covered everything. Yeah. So it was like, do we have renter's insurance? Does it, does it cover this stuff? <laughs> And the answer was no. We did not have renters insurance. <laughs> it was not a great time in our life. Oh, we were so again young and naive, but we got through it. Yeah, we. I mean, it was a very, very hard week for us, and it was very stressful shooting our own our first wedding yeah. video and photos. Um, but they were awesome. The couple was awesome, and they were happy. And. I guess that's all that really matters. And even to this day, she, she'll message me every once in a while and let me know that she really loved those, loves the photos and the memories that we were able to capture, which she, was. She loves the photos? She, she never messaged you, she, you about the video? <laughs> nope. She's like, um, <laughs> but the video, let me tell you. Ouch, ouch. There was so much more they could have got. be drinking the rest of this glass of wine right now. Oh my gosh. I feel like that's Tundra, a real. Break out that beer. I feel like that's a real big test for you guys, like to go through all that and uh, still want to do this, you know, for your first time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, believe me. <laughs> I had my doubts. There, there was a lot of talk between when our house was broken into and when we shot the wedding, where it was like, this will be the last, the first and the last. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> and then 200 weddings later. <laughs> So Here when, we are. So when did you realize you wanted to make it like a full time, uh, full time thing? <laughs> I think Jen realized she wanted to make it a full time thing as soon as she started making more money doing wedding photography than I was making at my fifty to sixty hours a week job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the money. It's all about the Benjamins. I, I was working for a company that did. Uh, they did AV installs for the national parks, and I was doing like video edits for them for uh some like videos from the national parks just like this is how you set up all your av equipment and then i was also doing stuff for um people who were visually impaired and people who were um hearing impaired um so i'd go through all the videos from national parks and i would uh 
write in what's called audio description for people who can't see. So like as the video is going on and you hear the narration about the national park, all of a sudden somebody will break it and be like, a gazelle jumps through the forest or something <laughs> ridiculous like that. And you're just kind of like, what? <laughs> if you know, if you can see, that's what you'd be saying. But if you can't see, you're like, oh, that's helpful. It yeah. helps set the place and what's going on. And then I also did like all the open captions and closed captions for the videos as well as very monotonous work. That's such a random job to have, though. <laughs> I thought it was like going to be awesome. I thought a it was really cool to, job. Yeah. I, I thought I was going to get to travel to all these national parks, and then I only ever went to two. And it was it, a nightmare. It was like a whaling, a, a whaling national park in Massachusetts, and the other one was like the national park headquarters that national park and it's like oh this one's not cool at all it's like in the middle of virginia <laughs> and it's really kind of like an old college campus except with buildings that aren't as cool and so yeah it wasn't the greatest experience for me that... it's like the the week before i started they got back from uh, a national park in hawaii and it was just like and that never happened again <laughs> Would that would that give you would that job give you an in to work for like the the forest service or something like that no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that job would give me zero ends to work for anything. Oh, my God. So she wanted to do the wedding photography, and you just you just followed along with her? Uh, I was getting burnt out at that job yeah. real hard, and Jen... Uh, Jen was making more money than me with her business. <laughs> well, let's let's be honest, though. It wasn't all about the money. It we... wasn't. It was, it was also about me hating that job. Um, <laughs> and an opportunity came up where I could, with a friend of mine, buy a video production company and like do that full time. So that's what I did for a while. And then it really, once I started doing it, like the video production company, it really came down to... Felt like I was spending like 50% of my time working with Jen on our wedding photography business and 50% of my time working for the video production company. And by the time I got like to the end of my time before we sold the video production company, really felt like I was working 75% of the time for Jen and I's business and yeah. like 25% of the time yeah. for my video production company. So it's just kind of one of those things we kind of like slid into. Yeah. So how did you guys how did you guys start up? Because you guys do I noticed you have Jen Van Elk photography, Stephen Van Elk photography. You got Bestoke Tone, Redwood Lane, Bestoke Tone. That's your guys' preset company. It's our editing company. That's your editing company. Okay. It is. So it's still kind of a work in progress. Okay. Um, we're just, I think, in long term, we're thinking about doing more photo education and also presets and editing education um, on top of the editing service that we do provide for that. Nice. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of branches from that. But I think what for us starting the, the wedding photography, it was one of those things where it's like, I really, really enjoy this and this can't be real. Like, how can this be a real job? Because yeah we're having a good time and we're making money from this. Like yeah. this is really crazy. Um, we didn't really think about even creating a, our business until uh, a year after we'd been shooting. And I was like, Steven, I know you can, you can shoot for me. And I know you're going to do an awesome job cause you're a great videographer. So you're going to join my team. And he's like, okay, what is an F stop? And I was like, 
I knew what an f-stop was. That was a joke. I know, but that was the first, we're heading to the first wedding we were shooting together and he was like, um, what's an f-stop? And I was like, what? (laughs) You don't know what an f-stop is? Uh, I think what I actually asked you about was ISO because, uh, with all the video cameras that I used before then, um, they have like gain and you can like up your gain and that's basically ISO. Um, but you don't call it ISO. And I was very confused by the whole ISO thing. Well, you did an awesome job though. After you learn how to use a camera while you were at the wedding. Nice. (laughs) Well, they, they hadn't paid for two, uh, photographers. It was like the week of Jen was like, would it be cool if my husband came and shot with me? And they were like, yeah, sure. So it was like Jen wanted me to get experience because she had hired a few second shooters before then and had not had great experiences with them necessarily. And so she wanted to somebody who she could work with, who she could rely on. Is Do you think of me as someone you can rely on? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> you know, most of the time. I would say 90 two percent she had, no, she had to no, stretch that one out a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so i mean he he'd been shooting with me for a yeah. long time i um, mean for a full year we shot um many things together and any time that i wanted to practice he would he would practice with me so uh i know i knew at the time when he was shooting with me the first wedding that we had decided to to go with um I, I knew that he would do um, a great job. So it wasn't like a, hey, um, this is where the shutter button is. Yeah. And yeah, this yeah. is how you take the lenses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was, I mean, I feel like he was at a point where most second shooters start um, having the basic idea of what photography is. And I think that a lot of people, when they start photography, that is the case. You, you know the basics of photography. You enjoy it. You know, you take a, a few good pictures and with wedding photography, it's a whole different ballpark and you really can't prepare yourself for it until you're actually in it. That's true. That's true. Maria, she, uh, <clears throat> the way she got started, she didn't have any photography background before we started dating. And mm-hmm. I, and I had a second shooter, uh, drop out on me. Uh, well, not drop out. He just wasn't able, he wasn't available for a wedding. And she was curious about it. At that point, she didn't have any like real training, but she had spent enough time with me where she kind of knew how to play with the camera because I always had it on manual, you know, so I didn't let her put it on automatic. She had to learn. Um, mm-hmm. And she wanted to take it on. So that wedding, it wasn't like a really, um, she didn't have too much responsibility, but I just gave her a camera and I said, groomsmen are over there. Go take care of it. She was like, what? <laughs> I can't just You're go in there. Like, I was like, no, uh, you, you already know what to do. Here's a swimming pool. Here's a shallow end, and I'm pushing you in the deep end. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> but it was one of those things, like, I knew that she would be fine with whatever she got. I, she already had a pretty good eye, you know, for photography. Um, she didn't really understand the settings too much, but that was, you know, uh, we were in a situation where the, the lighting was pretty even everywhere. So I just mm-hmm. threw her in there and she took a bunch of awesome photos. And then after that, she kept wanting to do it. So that's when I knew that, you know, this was going to be a thing because she loved it, you know. That's awesome. She loved it so much, she took on Photoshop and Lightroom on her own. <laughs> so. Was that what you tell yourself to make it feel better that you force her to do all that? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, she really did because she wanted my photography to look better than the crap that I was putting out. <laughs> so, uh, when did uh, when did your guys' business like actually take off? When would you say it took off? Oh gosh, I think it's still taking off. Right, <laughs> you know, last week we had a wedding. Yeah, we're we're still waiting for that. Um, you know, I, I hit the ground running. I ended up shooting 14 weddings my first year, and I just ended up jumping into the game at the right time. I had a lot of friends getting married. A lot of their friends were getting married, and it was about the same time that Facebook pages had started, and um, there was no um, algorithm, so <laughs> I could really uh, promote myself well, and... I, it, it was just perfect timing for that. But I, I would say that I felt like I had somewhat established myself in our area when we got connected with a wedding magazine. Mm -hmm. And we ended up shooting the cover for that magazine. And that gave us an opportunity to um, put our names in front of other vendors. And so they could see what kind of work we can do. And we ended up getting a lot of uh, referrals from the venue that we worked with, uh, the um, florist, um, just networking with other people in the industry uh, through that. I think that just really opened the doors for us. Nice. Um, not that it was a big magazine. It was, it was local, um, pretty basic magazine, but uh, definitely opened a lot of doors for us. Gave you guys that push. Gave you guys that push that you needed to go take it to the next step. For sure. Yeah. Nice. Well, you guys do a lot of editing, right? Because you guys are taking other people's weddings on as well. Yes. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, What's your workflow like when you're editing? That's a great question for Jen. <laughs> uh, the first thing we do whenever we get back from a wedding, I dump all of the files onto our computer and we create like a folder for each wedding we do in like a new Lightroom library. Um, and so I just create a raw file like folder inside of the, the folder for like that wedding or whatever. Um, dump all the all the photos into it. Then I import them all into Lightroom and I build one-to-one -one previews and smart previews. And I typically try to do that the night that the wedding happened so that the next morning, if I wanted to, and I never want to, but if I did want to, when I wake up, it's like, <laughs> and the computer is done rendering all these one-to-one -one previews and smart previews. <laughs> um, so then typically what ends up happening, because Jen needs to use her computer to work on other stuff, I just send the Lightroom catalog and the smart previews. I throw them in a Dropbox, pull them out into my computer, and then I just go through and I call all of the um, photos. Um, and we we typically split it up by, we, we both shoot with Canon 5D Mark III's, well, I guess now you're mostly on the Mark IV. Um, but like when we're both shooting on the 5D Mark III's, going through and like calling all the photos is a huge hassle if they're all like together, her photos and my photos. Um, so you have to like pull down your metadata and find like the serial number of the camera that you want to actually look at. So I just go through one camera at a time and I pick out all the photos throughout the entire day for the one camera Then I go through with the other camera and then I look and I have to make sure I haven't picked out too many photos because we don't want to deliver over like, what is it, like 800 or 900 that we typically deliver? We try to keep it between 700 and 1,000. 
So I go through, sometimes we'll, I'll get done calling a wedding and it's like, and I picked a thousand five hundred photos. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, I just pull it up in grid view and I'm like, I just got to throw out the ones that are like the worst. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but I love these ones. But you know, you just got to start chucking stuff because if you deliver 1500 photos to the bride and groom, they're just, in our opinion, going to be looking at it and they're eyes just kind of like glaze over like they don't even know like what they should be looking at where to start so well that's that's actually something that's actually something i was going to ask you guys about because that's always a question that i hear come up all the time like Mm -hmm. what what is a good amount of photos i hear you know 50 photos an hour i hear 100 photos an hour um i remember we've we've done research back and forth um we deliver around 1200 photos um Mm -hmm. and that came from clients telling us like oh our friends got like four thousand photos <laughs> like what what did they do with them did they just like we're not gonna look at that you know yeah <laughs> where do they even come up with that um so i was curious you know because i know you guys do a lot of editing like what you know mm-hmm. what's the amount like what's a good amount for you guys to deliver from from my experience working with other photographers and then in the galleries that I, they've sent over, um, it gives me a fresh look at what a wedding gallery would look like if I hadn't shot the wedding or attended the wedding. And I've seen, I I say that for the what our wedding prices, they have to be a thousand or less, and so. They'll typically send us a gallery that's like right at 999 images or right at a thousand, maybe a little, like a couple over. Uh, And I see so many images that are so similar that they could have been knocked out. Like, I think there's a lot of emotional attachment that we have to our photos that makes it very hard for us to get rid of them. And I think it's been very helpful for Stephen calling the images because um, since I'm so, I'm pretty much the primary shooter I tend to become a little bit attached to the photos and he will go through them with like fresh eyes saying like, okay, these are going to be the best ones to deliver to your client. And I think that has been very helpful for us. Um, And then also just like seeing the gallery. um, Also, once I took over culling all the photos, then it became apparent that I was actually shooting on the wedding days because I would actually pick my own photos throughout the day. (laughs) so many more of his photos than I used to make of his. But I also think he was getting better because he was seeing what he was shooting instead of the finished product. So I think that it was very helpful. Like, okay, this is what I'm missing or this is what I'm doing well. I need to focus on that. I missed nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So, Stephen, you do most of the culling then. Yes, for the most part. Unless it's uh, one of my clients, then I usually go through and edit it, and then I'll have Jen take a look at it just to make sure I got my skin tones right and stuff like that. Jen's much better with color than I am. I just re-edit everything that he does. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I don't edit at all anymore. When I I do, like, video edits, I always bring Jen in to, like, look at my shots and just make sure all the shots match because I'm like... I've, I could work on it for like eight hours. And when yeah. I get done, I'm like, it looks great. And Jen will just come and be like, your purple is too much in this one. And she just drops and it. And it's like, oh, that, that looks great now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's, there's purple and there's magenta, Jen. There's, there's multiple video? colors. No. Yeah. Okay. All that's, right. That's why I quit that. I'm just, I'm saving us time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been, and I've also been doing it for, I've been editing for over 12 years. And so I, trained my eye to see what is what the balance is between the the 
the blues and the yellows and the magentas and the greens. And yeah. so I can go in and I can see a photo and be like, okay, that has too much magenta or that has too much blue. And, um, it's definitely, you have to really develop that eye to be able to do it quickly. And Steven is uh, colorblind. Yeah. He mostly. Is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he has better hearing than me. So how do you, uh, oh. I got it. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Our Jen, daughter is crying. You tell Ulysses what happens after I send all the photos to you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll do that. Um, Steven wanted, I don't know if you could hear that, but he wanted me to tell you. Mm-hmm. I heard him. Um, all right. Awesome. Um, what I, my process of after, um, the choline. So he usually picks in between 700 and 900. And honestly, with that amount, we haven't really had any issues with brides saying like, hey, I don't think you had, you gave us enough pictures of this event, whatever it is. I've actually never had anybody ask for more images. Um, so it, I think that we found our, our perfect number. I think it's also um, expectation, um, setting expectations with your bride. Um, letting them know, or groom, letting them know that, hey, I only deliver this much, and the reason why I do that is because I think that you're going to have too many images of one thing, and it's going to be very hard to decide. So it might be nice to have someone pick those images for you, letting them know, or letting you guys know, hey, these are the best ones, and and just building that trust with that couple so that they're not doubting that we've left something out. No, definitely. I talk about that all the time. I think setting expectations is one of the best things that you can do for yourself because, you know, if you just lay it all out on the table, you don't have to worry about them saying, well, what about this? Or I thought this was going to happen or I was going to see that. You know what I mean? Like you're able to clear all that up before they get to it. Yeah, absolutely. I heard you talking about this on the podcast uh, with mm-hmm. Dustin that you just were yeah. on. Um, how long does it take you to process a whole wedding from like start to finish? Um, well, I, I don't call, I don't call anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't ever count that. But if I'm actually editing, um, usually I can get a wedding done in three hours. Yeah. Um, it really depends on the situation. If there's a lot of... Um, switching different light sources. And if my second shooter had a white balance properly, that makes a little bit more time for me. So I usually I give myself three to four hours to, to actually edit the wedding and then export everything. Uh, but I, I would say with calling with Steve calling, it would probably be five to six hours. So my next question is, how the heck do you wait? Do you edit a wedding in three to four hours? <laughs> yeah, a lot of friends ask me the same question. Well, even my wife was like, "How the she edits?" and she's like, "How the heck does she get it done in three to four hours?" I think it has a little bit to do with um, my my experience with editing. I have been editing for. 12 years. Yeah. And so I, I know immediately what I need to do as soon as I see the image. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me is that if I get it right in the camera, there's little that I have to do with editing. Yeah. Um, and I always want to make sure that Steve and I are, are somewhat matching. So I like to shoot with the same cameras. Yeah. I like to be able to, Hey, 
Steven, I have this Calvin um, temperature, so go ahead and set it on that so it'll be easier to sync all the images in Lightroom. Um, that is another thing. Um, from my experience, a lot of the photographers that we work with told us that they hadn't been syncing their images um, with their, their presets. And so they'll go in and they'll adjust each image individually and not do it in groups. Yeah. Um, so that sync button is like an angel sent from yeah. heaven for us yeah. for editing. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how people, I, I feel like Lightroom is completely useless if you're not utilizing that tool. Yeah. Um, so I, I really just, I, I separate the cameras. So like Steve does with the Colleen, he, he picks, um, his camera and then mine, I do the same thing with editing. So I edit my camera and then I edit his and, then I, I pull it all up to make sure it matches. And yeah. because we had shot in the camera at the same temperature and the same exposure, then I really have to do a lot of adjustments. Yeah. I feel like uh, Maria's got a pretty good workflow for what, what she does for our editing. But I just picture you like with your eyes closed, just kind of like <laughs> smashing away. That's yeah. it. It's exactly like that. <laughs> Getting it done so fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm hyper-focused yeah. too. Um, and because I'm hyper-focused, I didn't realize that that is actually a um, an ADHD <laughs> symptom. So <laughs> I'm learning a little bit about myself. So I think that I really, honestly, I have to, I won't start editing until I know for sure that I will have three to four hours that I can sit down and focus on it. Cause I do not want to stop as yeah. soon as I start. Yeah. Um, so I get in the zone. I, focus on those images, getting them done. And my whole goal is to deliver something that the clients will be happy with. And I think one thing that I used to do when I first start started was I wanted every single one of the pictures to be perfect. Yeah. And I quickly learned that most couples don't know the difference between good and great. Yeah. And not that I want to deliver subpar work. I want to make sure that I'm doing it right in the camera. So I'm not delivering subpar work, but I also don't have to make sure that the little tiny things that no one would ever notice yeah. except for the photographer is perfect. I think that just kind of comes down to like your workflow, you know, like there, there are things you're going to do and you're not going to do, but you're, you already set the expectations. They already kind of know what they're going to get. They've already seen your portfolio. So you're not really doing anything different. You're just doing your workflow that helps you get through it, you know, as fast as you need to. And in your For case, sure. in your case, like Lightning McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what kind of things do you guys do to prepare for like the day of the wedding? Um. <laughs> Steven's really good. He's much better. Once he gets back, he'll have to talk about it. Okay. I, I seriously, I have to shut myself off yeah. and just live day to day when it comes to weddings. Cause I think that I get so wrapped up with a little bit, even with this shooting for eight years, I still get anxiety before the wedding. Cause yeah. I want it to be good. I know I see the importance of wedding photography and mm -hmm. an actual wedding and, um, what could be missed and what 
I want to be able to deliver to the client. Yeah. So I try to n not really think so much about it. I will do one thing though. Um, I send a questionnaire to my, my, my couples, my, my bride is usually the one that fills it out and it has really any kind of question that you, that might come about on the wedding day so that I can be fully prepared and that if I do have a question for the bride, it's going to be on that questionnaire. I don't have to worry about it. I have like a emergency contact, like who's going to be your, your vendors in there? Like what kind of parking, where do you want the first look? Uh, are you okay with us picking the first look location? Those sorts of things yeah. so that I know the day of they can just focus on getting married and enjoying the day and we can focus on the photography. So I put together an email for Steve and I of the family portrait list, the must list, um, any additional information that would be no, uh, be good to know, like family dynamics. Yeah. Um, and I put that all in an email. I email it to both of us so that I can put it on my, um, Apple watch so I can skim through that yeah. the day of, um, and then I don't think about it. Steve does all the extra stuff so that <laughs> I can enjoy my life, um, for, uh, every Friday before a wedding. Um, <laughs> But he's, yeah, he's much better. I feel like he is more of our, um, he's more of like the rock in the relationship. And I'm like the, what if, what, you know, what, what could go wrong yeah. within the relationship? And so, um, sometimes it's good for me to just step back from it and for him to focus on, um, the, the task at hand. And I can just, I don't know, take a bubble bath or <laughs> play with the kids. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm the one freaking out the night before, syncing all the cameras and checking our equipment bags and making sure we're all set. And the next day she's like, do we have everything? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I think also the, like, the pressure of having to remember the cards, making sure we have batteries and all of that has been taken off of me and it makes the day a little bit more enjoyable at least yeah. the drive there a little bit enjoyable for me because yeah. I'm not like if something is missed it's my fault and Steve is like I feel like because he has such a clear mind about it and there's not really any any anxiety behind it he's pretty good at remembering everything yeah. that's pretty good I I have anxiety the entire time that's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Now it's we just started doing video recently. Oh, so, goodness. So my all my anxiety is in video now, which is kind of oh nice because when it comes to photography, it feels like a break and I'm not so stressed <laughs> out anymore. <laughs> we shot a wedding just recently, actually last Saturday, where we did video and photo at the same time. And I was a mess. Yeah. I wasn't even doing the video. I was just doing the photography. <laughs> and my second shooter totally killed it. She was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I felt like because it was our brand and my name behind the video and the photo, I feel yeah. like I had to be in charge of both. Yeah. And it caught, I was like, I'm never doing this again. This is so horrible. And then I just recently had a bride like, hey, we want to add video. I'm like, awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> So you don't do any of the of the video stuff with Steven? I, I do a little bit, yeah. but most of the time that we're doing video, it's usually because it was a photography client of ours. Yeah. And so 
the whole deal with that is if we end up booking video as well, Steven takes the the video mm-hmm. task at hand. And so I end up becoming in charge of the photos. He becomes in charge of the video. We manage our teams. I micromanage the teams in my head, yeah. <laughs> both of them. <laughs> but um, I mean, he does such an awesome job. And I'm like, it's not that I don't trust you. And I'm, tr- I'm trying to like separate myself. And I yeah. think it's just because my name's attached to yeah. it that I feel like, okay, we've got to, I've got to set aside time for both. And yep. I think it makes us most more aware of the, the time that we're giving the videographers when we're not shooting video as well. Yeah. No, we just, we just started doing that. This is our second year doing video. Uh, but it feels like our first and, uh, Maria started taking the lead of photography when we do video. So kind of like the same thing in this last weekend, we just had a big weekend where on Friday we did a big wedding where they had both photo and video. And it was Mm -hmm. like, um, it was like a 14 hour day. It was long. And then the next day we had a lot of firsts. So that was, we shot photo and video, but it was the first time where I did video alone. I didn't have a, a, mm-hmm. a second for that one. And then the next day was the first time we had two weddings on the same day and we split up. So she oh went gosh. to do one wedding. I went to the other, which was like <laughs> kind of nice. Cause I wasn't doing video. <laughs> wasn't yes. worried about that. <laughs> But I was also running like on five hours of sleep and we did a whole mm-hmm. another day. And then the following day, Sunday was Mother's Day and we got up early for that. Oh my gosh. So it was a long weekend, but it was. Oh, it sounds like it. Oh, did yeah. you, you said 14 hours? Yes. Well, just because of like the drive and then uh, on the drive back, like we were making really good time. I was going to drive back, import all our stuff to be ready for the next day. And, mm-hmm. and, um, we hit an area on the freeway where all four lanes went down to one and what oh. would have been like 10 minutes to get home turned into over an hour. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it just like completely screwed us. And and the wedding was like about an hour away. So it just kind of dragged on. And on top of that, like it was Friday morning. Um, Maria had an event at our son's school. So that's why it was like a really yeah. long day. <laughs> like we were trying to, you know, we Squeeze were su- a lot we, in. Yeah, we were superhumans that day. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. I oh my goodness, yeah, fourteen it hours. It just seems yeah. unreal. But it kind of goes back, you know, to the whole like we we were able to get through that, and at the end of the day, we're like, this is, I mean, yeah, it was crazy long hours, but we just went out and photographed and ran around like crazy and took cool pictures, and you know, yeah. made, made our couples happy. So that made us happy. So we had a we had a really good time. Yeah, I think when I I have those days that I feel a lot of anxiety, the wedding day, um, it's kind of, this is a very, (laughs) a very poor comparison, but it kind of reminds me of labor because (laughs) I, (laughs) I remember like, I I think like, oh, never again. I am never, ever doing that again. And I go home, I go through the images and I'm like, okay, this was actually, this was a great day. I really loved the couple. I might've been stressed out because of little things that have happened here and there, but it happened. Everything was fine. I've got this healthy baby gallery and, and with labor, it was, I mean, there was so much more, (laughs) (laughs) but I, you, after a while you just forget like, Hey, that was that was yeah. wonderful. Look what it, what came from that. Yeah. And I'm so 
yeah, let's let's have another baby or yeah. let's have yeah. another yeah. wedding slash photo slash video and and do all of that. Um, but I think there's so much reward from both. Yeah. Um, especially if you have a, a happy client yep. that it, it makes all of the stress and anxiety so worth it. Oh yeah, no, definitely. And I, and the, the, the thing I love about wedding photography is that, you know, I'm sure you can agree you guys have been doing weddings for so many years, but not any wedding is ever the same, you know? Mm-mm. So like we just had that weekend and it felt crazy. And in our head, we're like, well, if we can get through a weekend like that, then we can take on anything. And then, yeah. and then the next thing comes up and we're like, what are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do about this? <laughs> you know? Yes. It's, yeah. it continues to surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our daughter is still awake. Um, Steven brought up the iPad, <laughs> so she, she's like, YouTube. Ooh, nice. <laughs> you need one of those ciders. Pop it open. I liked them. Dang, now I'm all out of oh, here. There's like 20 more for you. <laughs> <laughs> and their days are starting to match ours right now. The, the oh, it's starting to get dark. Oh, and that's the TV behind you that I can see the reflection of the video light in. It's all making sense now. Is that? No, that's the fan light. Oh, the fan light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> now, like I said, I try to make it look as professional as possible. It looks great in there. Even I'm sure Jen is super jealous of all the plants you guys have inside your house. I am. Let's not talk about that. Or Maria's going <laughs> to come in here and turn this into some plant podcast. <laughs> Jen just built Listen, a garden yeah. in our yard. So. Let's invite her in. This is, this is her obsession right here. Can you read that? Is it backwards? <laughs> <laughs> Bring it here. Yes. I'm so excited. I wet my plants. That's fantastic. That's awesome. That is hilarious. Yeah, I just built a um, a raised vegetable garden in our backyard. Oh, what? That's awesome. So are you guys going to yeah. have some uh, vegetables soon? Yeah, hopefully. I, <laughs> I'm convinced that I have a brown thumb. I'm actually trying to prove myself wrong, though. What did you plant? Um, I planted tomatoes, peppers, bell peppers. Um, there's some herbs like cilantro and basil, nice. um, some watermelon. Our kids love watermelon. And if they, they actually grow. <laughs> <laughs> And strawberries, because yeah. fresh strawberries are the bomb. I heard those are hard to grow. We have our friends. They, yes. They're growing strawberries. This is like their third year trying, and they finally got one, and it's like this big. <laughs> <laughs> the plant so I bought had strawberries already on it, so it was like, bingo. I can't really mess this up now. There's already strawberries on this plant, so hopefully it continues to grow. I got it. You stay here. <laughs> that's our daughter again i know I she know that- is upset she woke up she had a nightmare and she woke up and was all alone and stark and uh, i know the struggle too. i know it <laughs> um so i was asking jen about uh your guys's editing process and since you do most of the culling um how mm-hmm. do you how do you choose the right photos you know out of all your photos um you can go through and you can, uh, in Lightroom, if you like shift select photos, you can pop up like five of them at a time or something like that. Mm-hmm. You can pop up like 20 of them at a time the if you want. Mode? But 
Yeah. And so if there are a lot of photos that are alike, I'll just pop them all up at the same time, pick the best one. Um, but if I'm going through something like the reception, it's just like, or I know there's going to be a lot of dancing shots and they're all going to look different because there's different people. They're doing different things in yeah. every single one. I'll just go through, you know, arrow over to the right. And if I see a good one, I pick it. And otherwise I just keep going. Nice. Because you're, you're bound to get a lot of uh, ones where it was like, oh, this is going to be a great photo. Click. And oh, no, right before you clicked, the yeah. person turned their head or something. They just don't look good anymore. So stuff like that is pretty easy because it's like if there's one in focus where the lighting looks cool, it's a save. Like you save it. And yeah. otherwise, you just kind of pass on. So my, my rule has always kind of been like uh, no butts and no eyes closed. That's pretty simple. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you see somebody's face and their eyes are open, that's that's going to be one. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You can bring your baby on the podcast. That's fine. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> Jen put her headphones on. She was listening in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nora. You guys got cute babies. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Nora is upset. That's okay. I think it made her more upset because she could hear both of her parents talking downstairs, and she's like, "What is going on? Why is nobody with me over here?" Yep. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Hi. Hello. (laughs) <laughs> this is mommy and daddy's friend Ulysses. <laughs> okay, so um speaking of, how do you guys handle your family work life balance? I think this is a, a good time Just to bring like that this. up. <laughs> Jen literally I will find her like cuddling Nora while she's editing sometimes when Nora was like really young and Jen was like still breastfeeding her I would come into the room and Jen would be like breastfeeding while she's editing and stuff like that <laughs> that's amazing uh do you, do you guys have like I, oh go ahead oh, well I, I was gonna add that we do um make sure that we set aside a time like yeah. one day of the week that we're like this is just for family. We don't answer emails. We don't answer the phone. And we just spend doing some sort of family adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids really like to go to the park. So we take them to the park quite a bit. Nice. And that's what I was going to ask. Do you guys have like a routine that you guys do throughout the day? Like a, you know, like a routine each day or something like that? I wake up every single morning and get our son Ian ready for school. He's in first grade. Then after he's off and on his way to school, um, that's about the time Nora wakes up. So then I hang out with Nora in the morning while Jen, I guess, sleeps in. I don't know. What do you do? (laughs) I'm a night owl. And so I end up staying up until 12 or 1. I I function really well at night. I'm very productive at night. And so I do a lot of work then. Um, and it also gives me an opportunity to spend time with the kids in the morning, um, or when my son gets off the bus and then I can work once they're asleep. Um, it's really nice that we both work from home so that we can pick our own schedules. I don't think that there's very many people that have that luxury, but we are a, a couple that 
I can sleep in in the morning while he gets up with our kids or vice versa. And well, I mean, what usually ends up happening is I'll stay up until like two in the morning because I get done podcasting with Dustin and he has a million like life questions he wants to talk to me about and like friend <laughs> stuff. And then I wake up the next morning at 730 and get our son on the bus. And then I'm just up for the rest of the day because I can't go back to bed. <laughs> After and then maybe sometimes around like three in the afternoon, I will just like be sitting there calling, editing, doing something. And all of a sudden Jen's just like, Steve, you're snoring. <laughs> you're just dreaming about editing yeah. <laughs> or calling like, photos. I, I thought I was working so hard, babe. I thought I was working so hard. We catch up with all of our sleep in the winter since we don't do any weddings. We do maybe a few. Yeah. Just a handful of weddings in the winter time, so we usually get all of our sleep done. Then we hibernate like bears. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I just realized that recently because um, we have one photographer friend out in Omaha, but mm -hmm. we hadn't really talked to him about it. And we were over here in California thinking, you know, there are no wedding seasons. Like our wedding seasons just throughout the whole year. And then I sat down and talked with him and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. You guys have like crazy winters or just like you guys are super seasonal, huh? But then you guys but, bust your butts like through the wedding season, too, I'm sure. Oh, my goodness. That's why Maria won't move to Omaha, right? Because of the winter? <laughs> she said, yeah. <laughs> your friend was at uh, Brett Bruner? Brett Bruner, the, yeah. That yeah. you did the podcast with the mm -hmm. other day? That was a good one. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that was super cool, they're, man. They're all good ones, but... He well, uh, that's crazy. And his, yeah. his episode, he's talking about walking away from yeah. the Instagram account with like yeah. 80,000, 60,000 followers, something yeah. like that. Half the time when I do the wedding photo hangover podcast with Dustin, yeah. Nora wakes up like halfway through. Really? And <laughs> I usually take care of her during the nighttime. Yeah. Uh, or for a while I was at least. And it was just like, all right, well, I guess we're done with this episode. Peace <laughs> out, Dustin. <laughs> so do you normally have to like take a break and go go with nora uh a lot of times if nora wakes up like this at night it's like the only way i can get her back to sleep is by taking her on a car ride oh jen really? will be able to get get her back to sleep just by like snuggling her yeah. and being her mom yeah. but me she's like nah i don't like my dad that much <laughs> you got to take her on a road trip yeah that's funny well i did want to ask you about uh about the wedding photo hangover podcast um, I love the podcast, man. It's, uh, it's oh, pretty thanks awesome. so much. And you and Dustin, you guys have like a really great dynamic, you know, you guys are always joking and stuff. Um, thank you. But I was curious, what, uh, what does Jen think about the podcast? Jen, what do you think about the wedding photo hangover podcast? I, I think it's funny. I, I think it's funny. I enjoy it, but I also know Dustin and Steve. So I, I know the side of them that, is comedic. I don't know. I think I might be a little biased, <laughs> but there's some things that he says and does that I'm like, Oh, Steve, why, why did you say that? That is, Oh my gosh. I'm so embarrassed. Yep. <laughs> that sums up Jen's thoughts. The, the last thing she said, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I mean, I think for the most part, it's really funny. But there's, yeah. I will, usually I listen to his podcast when I'm heading towards a shoot. Most of our shoots are 45 yeah. minutes to an hour away. And I will call him on um, my drive there 
after I've paused the, the podcast. And she'll say, Steve, you're so funny and I love you so much. And when I get home, I'm going to give you the biggest kiss. And then after I say that, I say, but <laughs> I don't like when you say this. It's, it's always funny, too, because whenever she says, I don't like it when you say this or you make this certain joke, almost like every single time that happens... I will get a message like maybe 10, 15 minutes later from like a random person on Instagram who's just like, when you said that one thing, it just cracked my whole world up. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maria just said, that's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I love about the podcast because you guys are so funny and then you're so uncensored <laughs> and you'll say something and I'm like, oh my God, he actually took it there. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that that's the kind of stuff that i like listening to yeah okay i think i'm gonna have to head upstairs with her so ulysses thank you so much for having me on the podcast and um enjoy the rest of your no thank you i'm gonna have steven answer on your behalf so you can call him later and (laughs) and grill him for all the things he said (laughs) Be good, Steve. <laughs> I always am. Tell me how you started the podcast. I've always been interested in that. I am. I'm really into podcasts. I listen to a ton of things. Um, my favorite podcasts are all comedy podcasts. Like I'm really into the Flop House. I'm really into my brother, my brother and me, and I'm really into the Adventure Zone. Um. And so Dustin kept bugging me saying that he wanted to do a podcast about photography. And I kept telling him I didn't really have any interest in doing a podcast that was like educational, educational about photography, because I just felt like that's not something that I'm super interested in (laughs) necessarily. (laughs) And finally, Dustin just kept, uh, he kept, kept wearing me down. And finally, I was just like, you know what? I want to do a podcast. Why not do one with Dustin? He's my friend. I enjoy talking to him. So we sat down for the like very first one just to do like a test recording, which ended up being episode one. And I just basically told Jen before it started, I was like, I'm just going to do my thing and I'm going to have fun and I'm going to see if Dustin goes there with me. And he did. And he, and he did. completely and totally just like picked up on what I was putting down. And, uh, Ever since then, it's just been kind of a wild ride where <laughs> Dustin continuously tries to be like, we need to be like an educational podcast. We need to be more technology focused. And I'm like, but <laughs> what if I went on a crazy random tangent instead about fighting vampires or it's just something stupid yeah, like that? Yeah. And uh, Dustin tries to rein me back in and sometimes <laughs> it works and sometimes it doesn't. I think that's like the perfect balance, though, that you guys have, because he is trying to be like a little bit more educational. He does bring you back, but uh, but you guys have like that comedic, you know, balance that you guys have. It's perfect. <laughs> and that's that's what I love when I listen to a podcast. Like, yeah. I I'm rarely interested by podcasts where it's just like straightforward. I'm going to teach you something here. Yeah. Listen to me teach it. Like, 
I really like podcasts where people are joking around. They're letting their personality show. One of the things that like drew me to your podcast is every single episode is just so conversational and it just feels like I'm sitting in on a conversation between two really good friends. And like every time I listen to an episode, it's like you guys are talking photos and, or in the, in the case of when you had uh, Alex on, you're talking DJ stuff mm -hmm. and business stuff. And then like, you know, the next second you'll just be like, you'll be beatboxing and he'll be laying down a rap and stuff. And like, it's just like, you know, you, you do like this really fun and interesting stuff that's like different than like a strictly educational, we're just going to like hit in on these points and yeah. we're going to try to do something super polished and sharp. And like that kind of stuff is just so boring to me. And yeah. I just, I don't like it. Like I like... I like personality. I like yeah. to feel like I know who the person is that I'm listening to. Like when I listen to your podcast, like Jen was asking me like before this, she's like, what's it going to be like coming on and like talking to Ulysses and stuff. She's like, um, I just feel so nervous is what she kept saying. I was like, oh, it's going to be cool. Like I've been listening to Ulysses podcast and he seems like the coolest guy. And I feel like we're just going to sit down and we're going to have fun and we're going to talk and you know, yeah. It, it might turn into a really great episode of his podcast or, you know, it might be a dud. Who knows? <laughs> but either way, Ulysses is going to make us feel comfortable yeah. and we're going to have fun with it. So Awesome, man. And that's one of the things I love, too. Like, every one of your guests just feels like they're at ease. Like, yeah. you do a really great job of, like, making people feel good about themselves. And, like, it just it makes it so much more interesting to listen to when you can tell, like, the person doesn't have their guards up. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, the reason I'm, you know, I started to go with, with that style of interviewing people and talking to them, it's, it's really not interviewing. It is just having a discussion and to talk about, you know, certain aspects of wedding photography because, you know, I've already said it before, but that's, that's how I learned photography. I learned through others. And it's not through others telling me, oh, I think you should do A, B, and C. No, it's others telling me, well, I had I went to a wedding and this is what happened. And then mm -hmm. I took that and I was like, okay, this could happen. I can see why they made that decision. And then I went to the, a wedding and kind of like processed it my own way, you know? So you get a different perspective on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. I love it too because like when you're just having a conversation, like you lay out a lot of really good tips and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like I'm learning. And I kind of hate that you're making me learn, but <laughs> I'm going to forgive you this one time. Uh, okay. Just this once though. <laughs> well, don't listen to your own podcast. You got a lot to learn now. <laughs> <laughs> so on, on your podcast, um, I love the questions answers section. I love <laughs> I love that you find these random questions from these Facebook groups, right? Um, so for this podcast, uh, I went and did the same thing. I found a yes. Question. <laughs> I'm pumped. I went and found a question, and I'm gonna read it off just the way I found it. <laughs> so this is now. This better not be a question that I have in my queue for my podcast. <laughs> It's okay. Nobody's listening to this one. So, <laughs> so this is Noah from the Facebook groups. <laughs> I Hi. feel like I'm getting roasted right now by you. I feel I feel like you're putting me on blast a no, little bit. This I have to do it like this because this is literally what I love about your podcast. Hi, all. Help. <laughs> 
I've had a video inquiry, and they want to book my biggest package with all the bells and whistles on top, but they're asking for full copyright ownership to all the material and all of the raw footage. <laughs> They've said privacy is really important to us. What do you guys think? Now, I know this has to do with like video too, but I thought that it related to photography as well because we have had this question before. So I wanted to see what you thought about that. So, so, so the question is basically like, what do you do if somebody is asking for all the copyrights to the video footage and the raw footage, right? Yeah, and they don't want you to share it on social media or anything like that. I mean, that's pretty easy in my mind. You just say, oh, yeah, well, the cost of that is an extra, and then you just double the amount of your package. <laughs> so let's say the package they bought was 2500 You go, oh, well, that package is now $5,000 because I don't see any benefit from shooting your wedding then. That's a really smart I mean, that's, that's kind of really high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like they got to pay for it a little bit, right? You know, you know what? As, as bad as that could come off, it, it really doesn't because um, that one that is kind of your property, like you did take those photos and there is like this unspoken word or I guess you should, you know, it, it's in our it's in our contract that we own mm -hmm. the full copyrights, but that's because you are going to use it to promote yourself and to gain more clients. So if everybody bought the $5,000 package where you don't get to promote anything, then you don't, you don't have anything to show for. <laughs> Jen and I have never released like the copyright to our photos ever. Um, we have given over like the, like we, we have told people we wouldn't post to social media. We wouldn't use it for any marketing material sort of things. But like the idea of giving like uh, the copyright up, like that, that is something where, yeah, you should at least be doubling your package if you're giving them the copyright. Cause when you shoot those photos, when you shoot that video, like you own that footage, like you own those photos, those belong to you, not to them. And if they're buying that from you, like you don't actually know what they're going to do with your photos after they own them and they could do anything with them, including making you look like an idiot. Like if they decided to edit them really poorly or something and like, there's nothing you you can there's nothing you can do if they decide to do something terrible and they could also they could take those photos that you shot and they could turn around and sell them and i mean just think how horrible that would be to see your work getting sold to somebody else like just it feels gross and it feels wrong <laughs> like ugh. yeah we we don't um <clears throat> we don't really hand over any raw footage our take on it is kind of that we have a specific style and we don't want to be seen any other way. So mm -hmm. for the most part, our answers kind of no. Uh, I know that for video, we do give out some raw footage, but it's not like we give out the raw footage of everything we shot. No, we give raw footage of certain aspects of the day because we promise some of those things. But it's nothing that they could like put together and be like, oh, here's a video that Del Toro Photo made, you know, and they edit it themselves or something like that. So we're not too worried about that. When I when I ran my own video production company, I did like shoot things from time to time and just give the footage over to them to, for like the company that I shot for to edit and stuff like that. 
I felt like that 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 sort of thing's much more standard in the video production world than mm -hmm. it is in the like photography world, especially like wedding photography world. Yeah. Um, I shot a video last year for a wedding and they couldn't afford my prices. And I told them, you know, if you guys find somebody to edit it for you, I will just give you all the footage and you can give it to them to edit you and edit it for you. And I'll cut the price down by X amount of dollars to make it, you know, fit into your budget. And that was one of the most nerve wracking experiences of my life, <laughs> but turned out that they were really good friends with a videographer whose work I thought was awesome. Yeah. And, um, he couldn't make it to their wedding, which is why they wanted to hire somebody else to shoot it. And that guy had offered to edit it for free as a wedding gift to them. Oh, so nice. when I saw my video footage, like in his edited, like finished product on his side, I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And he credited me and stuff. So it was, it was, it was really nice. But, um, it was one of those nerve wracking moments where it's just like, why did I agree to do this? Well, that just because weddings feel so much more like personal than when you're doing corporate work. Like corporate work, I'd go out and shoot stuff all day long, and hand over that footage because I I don't feel any connection yeah. with the client there really. But when you're doing a wedding, it's like these people are they're they're your client. Like they're they're your you almost feel like friends with them by the time you get done with the wedding day. Like Jen and I talk about this a lot. When you shoot a wedding with somebody, you develop this connection with them where you feel like you're really good friends with them at the end of the day because you've spent the whole day with all of their best friends, all of their family members, hearing them say all of their inside jokes, probably having somebody explain some of the inside jokes to you that you don't get um, because they want you to feel like you're in the loop. You leave that wedding day and you're like, I know this person so well. I've spent the whole day with them, all their best friends, all their family members, and I know all their inside jokes now. And it's just like, they are like, oh, like, you know, a year later, they're like, oh, that photographer who shot my wedding. And you're like, those best friends whose wedding I shot. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like, you just, it's very easy to form like this huge, like yeah. this connection with them, especially as a photographer or videographer, you're spending like all day yeah. with almost just the bride and groom. And like, it's hard to sometimes separate yourself from that and be like, they also spent all day with all their bridesmaids, all their groomsmen, their mom, their dad, all their wedding guests. Like they were running around trying to do everything. And it's just like uh, this really weird glow. Like you get it sometimes when you're like a groomsman in a wedding too. And like you go to the wedding, you hang out with all the other groomsmen. And like some of them you didn't know before the wedding because it's just like your friend is friends with this guy from high school or whatever. Yeah. And you become like what you feel like is great friends with them because mm -hmm. you bond and you talk a bunch. And maybe you went to like the bachelor party or something. <laughs> and it's like, but after the wedding, you're never going to talk to them again. <laughs> And uh, man, that's, that kind of sucks, that feeling, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so like giving over all that footage is like, but after the wedding, I was going to edit that. And those were my <laughs> friends. And this is how I was going to keep that connection going because yeah. I'm very needy and I needed that in my life. Yeah. And now it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get excited when they call you back to do like family photos or something. You're like, yay, let's go hang out. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jen was doing family photos for some past clients of ours and I was going to go with her and bring like our kids and like just take our kids and like play at a park nearby while they're doing the photos. But then like the day of this most ridiculous thing ever, Ulysses, we had chicken that was going to go bad. And so I not realizing Jen wanted me to go to the shoot with her threw the chicken into like some crock pots 
And I was just like, I'll just shred it. I'll throw it in the freezer. And then, you know, this chicken won't go bad. And then like an hour before the shoot, Jen has to like leave. And like maybe, maybe like a half hour before she has to leave, she looks at me and she's like, are you coming with me? And I was like, this chicken is going to be done and I have to shred it. I can't go with you. <laughs> and I, I got like, I turned into a nervous wreck about chicken and it was like the dumbest thing ever and i was like what am i supposed to turn the crock pot off jennifer what is this oh man i've never felt like more upset with myself and jen said like the first thing uh, like the former groom asked when she got to the shoot was oh is steve not coming <laughs> i just felt like such a jerk and i was like what happened in my life that brought me to this point where i'm so concerned about wasting five dollars hey, of chicken they don't understand you're you're obligated to cook that chicken before its expiration date you know i mean i take pride in in the meals that i prepare so <laughs> i hope that was the best damn almost expired chicken you ever had well i tell you what um <laughs> You know, I was making bacon for some reason too, and so uh, there, there's some like bacon grease with the chicken, and you know, it is delicious. It was very delicious. It has like a smoky, great flavor to it, you're which you usually don't get out of a crock pot. So you're making me pretty hungry, man. <laughs> How can you even think about eating? Don't you have to go to bed right now so you can wake up at four in the morning? Uh, or three in the morning. You got to work at four, right? Actually, you go to sleep in like a half hour, and I wake up at three in the morning. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How do you do that? Uh, I just do it, man. I just yeah. do it. This is, this is what I have to know, because you haven't said this on your podcast yet. You wake up at three in the morning uh-huh. on regular days. <clears throat> on wedding days, what time do you wake up? I wake up like at six. It's fantastic. It's like sleeping. In. Okay. So you wake up at six. It's fantastic. It's like you slept in. But then that wedding that you're shooting might go till midnight. Yeah. And your body is trained to go to sleep at like nine o'clock. Okay. So at weddings, I got a rush. So when 10, like nine o'clock hits, um, I'm pretty excited. Like we're almost done. You know, we only got like an hour or two left. So I'm actually like, I'm, not, I'm on fire. Like I don't, I don't really get tired. But it's the days where our friends try to invite us to go out like we're freaking 20-year-olds. And they all go out to dance, you know, mm-hmm. and 8.30, 9 o'clock hits on a Friday or Saturday night. And I'm like, mm, let's go home. I want to go <laughs> I want to go to sleep. <laughs> but we're going to hang out. Yeah, I don't care. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> no, at a wedding, um, I don't know. I'm just. I'm just a little nuts that way. I get an extra burst of energy, and I'm still good to go. So, it's do you drink actually, caffeine while you're shooting? I try to drink as much coffee as possible throughout the day. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> but that's literally He's bouncing off the walls. Boundless that's literally energy. every day. If you talk to Maria, uh, she would tell you I wouldn't even need the coffee. But yeah, I I'm I'm pretty uh, on the go every day. So when, when you shoot, you, you shoot videos for weddings sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Do you drink caffeine when you shoot videos? I, yeah, absolutely. Why would, what would be the reason not to fill my veins with caffeine? Uh, so when you drink caffeine, it causes your uh, body to kind of like shake a little bit. Uh-huh. So typically the reason you don't drink caffeine when you're shooting video is because you, you can't have any shake in your hands. I have a stabilizer and, uh, <laughs> I own a tripod, Steve. So. I have a tripod. I got a stabilizer. 
we just invested in the Sony system and it's it's golden, man. We're good. <laughs> no, yeah. I drink um, caffeine if I'm doing photos. I don't drink caffeine if I'm doing videos. <laughs> My hands are like shaky enough as is. So. Really? Oh yeah. No. I don't think it it really affects affects me when it comes to that. I'm I got a pretty steady hand, I would say. Or maybe not. I think the stabilizer probably does help me <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you shooting with a Canon 5D Mark III's, right? We shoot five, you guys 5D3s for photos. Um, what do you we, shoot for video? Just, huh? What do you shoot for video? We just purchased a Sony a6500. Yep. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, so we were shooting on 5D3s for video the whole time, um, but um, it just wasn't – we weren't getting the look that we wanted color correcting. Um, mm-hmm. So we decided to go with the Sony system. We bought that one just to try it out and see if we liked it, and we love it. Like uh, this, these last three weeks, we haven't even shot with it yet. These last three weeks, all I've been doing is learning. I feel like I'm learning photography all over again because S log and editing 4K and all these things is is just a whole new world that I didn't know about. So learning about it right now. Um, but yeah, but so far we've shot some test footage and we really like it. Uh, I'm going to release like a little, uh, announcement, um, later tonight or tomorrow that I shot with it and it's really exciting. Like the footage looks really good. So we're excited to actually go shoot like some wedding films with it. We shot a wedding film last weekend, but we didn't jump. I didn't want to jump the gun because I I always want to be like really prepared. So our next wedding film, we're gonna go full Sony with everything, and that one should turn. Are you uh, are you rocking like Sony lenses on the sixty five hundred, or using like a Metabones adapter in lenses? So like Canon glass. So far, I got one lens for it. I bought the. I bought a six. It's a it's a crop sensor, the A sixty five hundred. So I bought the sixteen millimeter Sigma Sigma lens for it. Uh, so nice. it's equivalent so it's like of twenty four. Yeah, uh, that one's really great. It's got the autofocus tracking, which I love. A lot of people, you know, don't really. I I don't know. I feel like it's back and forth. Um, I'm fully committing to the autofocus tracking. I feel like it's going to get so good, and I just love having something less to worry about at a wedding. But does uh, mm-hmm. Maria help you shoot when you shoot video or does she just help you with your doing photo? She has. She has. We did one one wedding. Yeah, we did one wedding where we only got hired uh, to do video. So we did not hire a second videographer. She was totally down to take it on. And I have the, you know, the two settings for um, for 60 frames and for 24 frames. And mm-hmm. I'll, I told her all you have to do is switch the two and switch your ISO. And um, and she did it. Yeah, it was fine. It worked out. Nice. But uh, the whole video world, I mean, she's not really ready to take that on. No, she doesn't want to. That's <laughs> oh, so much more work. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Wait, so when you're recording audio, uh, and this is just kind of a quick aside, probably not beneficial for listeners, but That's are you using like a Zoom or anything to get audio out of the... I don't want to touch it, but yeah, I got two Zooms. Um, and I got two lav mics, uh, that mm-hmm. I use for the groom, for the officiant. Um, we is want... it the zoom H4N or the zoom H1? We have two of the zoom H1s. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We have two of the zoom H1s. They're just perfect. Like they work for everything. I have all the different cords that I need. Um, I haven't had any problems, 
uh, hooking up to any of the DJ systems or anything. I mean, we'd have, mm-hmm. we've had some problems with DJs, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every photographer and videographer has problems with DJs at some point in time in life. It seems like they're our natural enemy at a wedding. And it's, it's like you, you get those ones who are just so, so good and they're like on point the whole time. And like, if they're going to do something like a special event, like a dance or something, they always check in with you and they let yep. you know it's yeah. coming up. And you get those other ones who are like, hey, you just missed the garter toss. Yep. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you mean when I told you that I was going to go find a location for night shots and I would be back in five minutes, you took that as the correct time to do an event? <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw uh, our friend Alex was on, right? And I yeah. think and I think that's the problem. So Alex, I've known for for some time, and then he actually DJed our wedding and this guy is just like an incredible dude, right? Like he's an mm-hmm. incredible M- MC. His music. Now you said his comp- his company did like one of your family parties too, right? Yeah, yeah. We've hired him. A, I mean, we just had Maria's thirtieth birthday party, and he came out for that too. And they're just great at what they do. So when we go to a wedding, we we're kind of expecting that. And when we don't get that, we're like, shit, man, this <laughs> this sucks. Happy birthday, Maria! Oh. I assume you're in the room listening because <laughs> Ulysses keeps looking over there. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. <laughs> yeah, no, so we have uh you know, we have our standards set to Alex's, you know, DJing and then we get someone that doesn't know what they're doing. We're like, man, this this blows. Dude, I don't know if I if I said it on the on the podcast, but Alex, um, he's got so many great stories. One of my favorite things is he was on Snapchat and mm-hmm. uh and he was DJing a wedding. He was emceeing. And we were just watching him, like, because he's always posting stuff on his Snapchat while he's at a wedding. And the post that we saw was he was clearly in the bathroom taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, you hear the mu- <laughs> and you hear the music outside, right, just blasting. Yeah. And, and he's holding his phone up, and you just see the microphone come up. And he's like, are you guys having a great time? And <laughs> And you just hear outside the door, yeah. He's like, "Let me hear you again." <laughs> he's that good. He's that good. He can take a shit and keep the party going so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, man. I love that. I, and every time we refer him, I'm tempted to tell people that story of Whoa. how good he is. <laughs> you. Listen up! I got this DJ referral for you, and you gotta know. <laughs> you so good, your guests won't even know if he's taking a dump. <laughs> Keep the party lit. <laughs> All right, uh, let me bring it back to <laughs> to the podcast. Uh, okay, can you leave us with some advice for photographers starting out in the wedding industry? Have fun. Uh, you know, you're getting into this industry, I assume, because you like doing it and just uh, go out there and rock it, shoot, overshoot. Um, a lot of times when you talk to photographers who have been doing it for a while, they're like, you shouldn't shoot more than 3,000 photos, 4,000 photos on the wedding day. You're only going to deliver X amount of photos anyway. But when you're getting started, just, you know, go out, have fun, make friends and overshoot all the time and you know get those good connections in with the vendors like all the vendors you're working with always tag them up in your posts on instagram facebook everywhere else put them in your blog posts 
uh, if you can send them emails and just be like, Hey, these are the photos of the wedding from the wedding. You know, it's so important when you're first starting out to make as many connections as you can with other vendors, people who can help you out and help you grow your business. But most importantly, just keep having fun. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. I feel like uh, sometimes it's it's kind of hard and tedious to like, you know, you're you're delivering for the clients and then you have to think about some of the other vendors and stuff too. But it benefits you so much. It benefits them a lot too because they're not posting these like, you know, cell phone pics that they took at the wedding. They're they're using your photos that are going to be mm-hmm. much better than that, and they're promoting you at the same time. And if you have that good um, relationship with them, they're only going to talk great about you too. You know, and I don't do- know a single vendor who shares a photo that Jen or I took without crediting our business when yeah. they do it. Like all the vendors, they know what's up. Yeah. They they know you know. They know how to network. They know how to do these things. And if you run into one who doesn't, you know, just uh, leave them a really crappy review on their face. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't make enemies. (laughs) All right. Where's the, you have so many outlets, man. Where's the best place people can find you? The best place people can find me is just go to Instagram at Steven Van Elk. You will see in my profile there links to the other Instagram accounts that Jen and I do for Bespoke Tone, uh, Jen Van Elk Photo, and Redwood Lane. That's my photography company. And also to the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. And if you want to find Jen, it's probably best just to go to her website. It's jennifervanelk.com. Just her name. Dude, well, I really appreciate you guys coming on here and uh, letting me fill you guys with questions and just talk about photography. It's been pretty awesome. Dude, it was a blast. I had so much fun when I wasn't upstairs consoling my crying daughter, <laughs> which Jen is now also doing. <laughs> And there you have it, guys, another episode of the podcast. If you are still listening, I just want to say thank you. You guys are so great for listening to the podcast and being such big supporters. If you want to support this podcast some more, I would really appreciate it if you scroll down, gave us that five-star rating, left us a review, let us know what you think. It'll help other people discover the podcast. Uh, but yeah, big thank you to everybody for just listening um i really appreciate all of you uh another big thank you to our sponsor iPhoto rentals they are just the best please go check them out all the links to everything is down in the show notes and again i want to hear from you guys i want to know who's listening um i if you guys have any questions about wedding photography or photography in general please don't be afraid to reach out to me you can find me on instagram at wedding photo podcast you can find me on twitter uh, at del toro photo Um, and like I said, all the links are below. So reach out to me. I want to hear from you. So that's all I have for you guys today. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and we will see you on the next one.